You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to Episode 5 of Electric Bike Radio. Bike security, the wrath of cons. Pardon the Star Trek pun. This is part one of a two-episode series on keeping your bike safe. I'm Jared, and as always, I'm here with my podcasting better half, Dwayne. Hey, Jared. So, you know, we talk about a lot. E-bikes are expensive. They're in high demand, which means, you know what? They're a target for thieves. And frankly, we, we wanted to cover this topic, but it's so big, we couldn't fit it into one episode. So uh, this part of our security series, we're going to talk about things you have to consider when you're securing your bike, sort of a locking strategy for a couple different scenarios that, that we all run into from time to time, whether you're at home or just on quick stops like a coffee shop or longer stops like grocery shopping, lunches, that sort of thing, or maybe you're at work or, or on a college campus or in a metropolitan area somewhere, or tr- even traveling. These are all different scenarios that require different strategies. And then in the next episode, which will have an even better Star Trek pun, We'll cover what kind of locks or other security equipment is appropriate for each of these scenarios. Also, in researching these topics, we came across some pretty good videos from cycling magazines, the London Police, Inside Edition, and others that show you how choosing where and what to lock your bike up to is almost as important as what locks you use. The videos are entertaining, informative, and somewhat scary, so we stuck them in the show notes so you can check those out too. Now, with that out of the way, let's get to our first scenario uh, obviously, we all have to find a way to secure our bikes at home. And so there are different things to consider when you are at home. Uh, probably the best thing, Jared, is to bring the bike inside. Absolutely. You keep it away from thieves there. Yeah, if you have the ability to bring the bike in, it's better for the bike, keeps it out of the elements, it's better for the battery. But of course, you know, you have to have the space. You have to, you know, ideally not have to drag the bike up a flight of stairs. Uh, but if you can if you can bring it inside, uh, perfect. And I happen to have three stairs into my house, and I don't really have the space, but I have a very uh, loving wife who occasionally lets me leave my gigantic cargo bike tucked in a quarter inside for just a bit. But it's not ideal, and certainly not where it stays most of the time. Now, those of us who live in the suburbs, a lot of us have garages. Uh, garage, obviously, is an obvious place to store your bike. That's kind of what garages are for. And that can be a real safe option as long as you keep your garage door closed. You know, garages are a big target for theft of anything because if you leave your garage door open too long, it's just a, it's a really obvious uh, target for thieves. So, Who doesn't know somebody who's lost something out of a garage, right? Uh, somebody comes by and snags a tool. Well, your bike is right there too. I, I have family members who have lost bikes, and uh, I would really hate to, to lose an e-bike. Yeah, so if you're keeping the bike in your garage, it is a good idea to keep it out of sight. You know, not advertise to everybody who walks by in the neighborhood that, that your bike is there. And might even consider locking it up in the garage. And it might have not have to be a real high security lock because we imagine people aren't going to come hang out in your garage. But just something to keep the, the opportunistic thief from seeing your garage door open, coming up your driveway, grabbing the bike, and... and getting out of there but of course you still want to bring in your battery right if you can 
the battery, you know, make your bike less desirable by taking the battery off of it. Who wants an e-bike without a battery? So less likely that a thief will steal your bike that way. Plus, again, the battery is better off inside anyways. Yeah, that'll be a common theme that we come back to in, in bike security is an electric bike is not nearly as desirable if the battery's not there. Uh, it's a very expensive component of the bike. Somebody can't resell an electric bike without the battery, so they're going to have to invest 500 bucks in the bike to, to resell it, uh, and they can't easily get away on it, you know, without the battery. So in a couple of these scenarios we're going to talk about, when you can, removing the battery is a great strategy, and at home it's real easy to remove the battery and just bring it in the house. Plus, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, that battery being so expensive, it's something a thief might want to grab anyways, even without the bike. So just bring it in and take away that opportunity. Now, Jared, I know you, where you live, um, you don't have a garage, but you do have a shed. So you sometimes lock your bike up in an outdoor shed. I do. Uh, I have a pretty nice, secure shed. I also have my home security system set up on it as well. So if anybody were to open the door on the shed, uh, it would set off the, the security but that's not the most ideal situation either, I'll have to say. I, I don't typically like hauling my bike around the house and all the way to the backyard through a f- locked fence to the shed. It's, it's, it makes it a little less likely for me to use it as a commuter, which is what I like to do. And, and even when I put it in there, I still want to lock it up. I still throw a lock around the back tire and a piece of the frame so that even if somebody were to get into my shed and were able to take the bike they wouldn't be able to ride it away and they also would have another hassle to deal with when they got it wherever they went so if you can't keep it inside you can't keep it in the shed obviously the, the the last option is to keep it outside at your house and that's obviously the the least desirable solution uh, anytime you have your bike locked up outside your house it's not going to be as secure as being inside but there's still things we can do to to make it better, right? Absolutely. Uh, first, you want to try to find a place undercover to, to lock it, just as something that's good for the bike. You don't want it in the rain and the elements. Also, make sure you're finding something solid to lock it to. Anything that's wood is not solid. In fact, I had one of my neighbors lose a bike because they locked their bike to their, their railing, and the thief just cut through the railing with a regular old saw. Probably took 20 seconds. So you want to find something solid to lock it to. One thing that I'm actually likely going to do at my house, just so I have the option of leaving my bike out for shorter periods, is install a hardened steel bike lock anchor into the concrete. Basically, it's a shackle that's buried into the concrete with uh, bolts that are inaccessible to thieves. And it lets you lock a chain or something like that up to your bike, and it's something that's not easy to break. There's a bunch of companies that make these, kryptonite, Abus, Hiplock, uh, you can look on Amazon, there's several more. Some are installed by drilling into concrete that's already there. Others work great if you're pouring concrete and you can just stick it in while it's drying. So those are all fantastic options. Yeah, and sometimes we can also incorporate some technology into this if we if we plan ahead a little bit and there's some expense involved. But if you can put the bike somewhere where it's on camera, you know, maybe you have a motion-sensitive camera like a Ring video doorbell or a Nest security cam, that can at least give you some measure of security. Some of those things will even alert you if there's movement uh, on the camera, alert you in the house. Uh, if nothing else, maybe just a, a motion-sensitive light uh, that lights up the area where your bike is parked uh, might do something to help 
deter people from sneaking up in the middle of the night. One other consideration that we'll come back to a few times in this episode is whether you try to hide your bike where it can't be seen by thieves or whether you put it out in the open where a thief would have to be working on your bike in the open in full view of the public. Two things to think about. A hidden bike is going to give someone all day to work on getting through your locking solution, whatever that is. Especially if you're at work. If nobody's home and your neighbors aren't home and you've put the bike in a hidden place, that gives the thief potentially hours to work on it if they know that it's there. On the other hand, a visible bike, putting it in the open, advertises that you have a nice bike to steal. So when you're at home, you really have to weigh those factors yourself and look at your own situation. We have some opinions about what to do when you're at a more public place, but at home it's really going to be up to you and what you think your house is like. Yeah, because everybody's situation is a little bit different, and a lot of these things are weighing different factors, right? Uh, Security versus convenience and all that sort of thing. Now, moving on from the house, we we don't want to just have our bike at the house, right? The whole reason we have an e-bike is to get out and ride the bike. So what about when we're just, we're out riding our bike and we're just making a quick stop somewhere, just a minute or two, a couple minutes, you know, the bike isn't really out of our sight for too long. Uh, You know, we're stopping at a Starbucks for coffee, you're stopping at a gas station for a water, something like that. There are a couple different strategies we can use. You know, one of them is if you're riding with somebody, just use the buddy system. Uh, Send somebody in for coffee while somebody stays with the bikes. Or send somebody in, you know, take turns going to the restroom at the gas station, something like that. That's the best security is always having somebody with your bike. But, of course, that only works if you trust your friend. So (laughs) take that into account. If you can't leave it with your friend, always use a lock. It's still important to lock your bike in some fashion because if without a lock, somebody can hop onto your bike and ride away, and you're not going to be able to catch them. So make sure that you lock your bike. In the next episode, we're going to cover what kinds of locks you should use and when. But one thing we can reveal now, and is a cardinal rule across the board, is don't ever rely on a cable lock as your primary lock. A thief carrying a small manual cable cutter can snip it off and be off in a second or two. Using a cable lock is practically the same as not having no lock. So don't rely on a cable lock. Whatever lock choice you use uh, for this situation, just enough to keep somebody from running away, pick something other than a cable lock. And just like we talked about at home, make sure that your locking point is secure. You know, a tree (laughs) is not secure. Something that's a a wooden post is probably not real secure. Uh, I have seen people lock things to posts that are not very tall (laughs) so that they could in theory you know it's harder with an e-bike but in theory you know certainly with two people you could kind of lift it up and take it off the pole um that's not real secure but you know any significant metal poles signs you know of course a bike rack is ideal but you, you can tell by looking at it what's secure and what's not secure pick something that's secure And once you're sure your locking point is all set and sturdy, also make sure you're locking to a point on your bike that is secure. And that sounds kind of elementary, but if you think about it, some folding bikes or bikes with single tubes running down the middle, there's a chance if you're not paying attention, you could lock it to something that you could also just move the bike around and roll your lock off of it just as easily. So be sure you're locking around a part of the frame that is not something where you could look at it like a puzzle and kind of weave the lock out of it. It can happen. 
All right. So that's your shortstop. That's your coffee shop or a quick run into the post office if, if that exists. Uh, what about longer stops like grocery stores or indoor lunches? You know, something like 20 minutes, a half hour, an hour, something like that. Again, you, you need to lock your bike up. But now um, I would use a little bit stronger of a lock. Definitely don't use a cable lock as your primary lock. But you can use a cable as an accessory lock to run around your front wheel while you have a, a larger or more secure lock around the frame. And that'll keep somebody from stealing the front wheel if that's a possibility. And if you're away a little bit longer, that becomes more likely. Yeah, and again, always lock the bike in a well-trafficked area, right? Don't hide it somewhere near the store where there's some – the front of the store where there's some traffic would be good and for all the reasons we talked about before. And, you know, in some stores, depending on where you live and depending on what your relationship is, maybe you can even bring the bike inside. I mean, that's not, not out of the question. Uh, certainly something that I would think about. And another thing, consider taking the battery with you. If you're going grocery shopping and you're going to be pushing around a grocery cart inside the store anyway, no big deal to put the battery in it, right? It's uh, eight more pounds in your grocery cart. You're not going to miss. No, it's a gallon of milk. Lastly, we're starting to get to the level of risk where you might start considering using two different locks. Two different locks make it more than twice as hard to try to nab your bike because it'll take at least twice the time. It'll probably take twice the skill if they're two kinds of locks, so you have to know how to, to defeat both of them. And a thief who's carrying maybe one tool to, to grab certain locks with or certain bikes with certain locks may not be carrying two tools. That might be a little hard for him to or her to grab and, and have with them. So if you have two types of locks, you've made it significantly more difficult to nab your bike while you're gone. So as we work our way up the, the security challenges, the next one is what about at work? What if you're using your bike to commute to work? Now, sort of by definition, for most people, you've got, you know, four to eight to you know maybe more hours that your bike is going to be in the same spot. That introduces more security risk uh, more temptations for bike thieves. And I think probably the number one rule is definitely take your battery inside. Uh, you know, you're going to be there long enough. Uh, chances are you have a workstation, a desk, an office, a locker, somewhere that you can bring the battery inside and secure it, along with any other accessories that are important. You know, if you have saddlebags, if you have a, a pannier-type bag, um, or even if you have a really nice seat, you know, anything that uh, is potentially uh, can be stolen off the bike, just bring it inside to work. You know, one of the first things that people don't think of is, can you bring the whole bike in with you to work? It's worth the ask, right? But if you can't, there's a couple other things you want to do when picking the location for your bike. Is there a bike rack near the security office or near a main entrance or in front of a camera? If you can pick a bike rack there, that's ideal. At least you know somebody's looking at your bike at almost all the time. You might want to find a place under the shade of a parking garage to avoid the rain. You definitely want to avoid bike racks tucked away in corners. In one local parking garage in Tampa, I've noted that there was a bike rack that was about 15 feet away from a second bike rack. The first bike rack, right near the stairwell, was also tucked away in a dark corner with no camera pointed at it. Wouldn't get rained on, but also dark corner where anybody could go in and probably not be suspected of anything. There was another bike rack that may have gotten a splash by a little bit of rain sometimes, but it was out in the open. It was visible to one of the security cameras and it was within 20 feet of the main door for employees. Much better place, even though it might not have been quite as convenient. 
but less likely to be stolen there. So just a word on bike racks, because a lot of workplaces will have like a real traditional bike rack. Um, you have to pay attention to how the bike rack is configured. A lot of times bike racks have very solid steel tubing on the sides and that go across uh, the top and bottom. And then they have sort of less substantial, thinner, vertical uh, slats that are really designed to keep the bike upright. You put your front wheel in between them to keep the bike upright. Those are not the parts that you want to lock your bike to because they are thin, they're easily cut. Uh, you really want to make sure that if you're using a bike rack that you're using the, the thick, substantial steel tubing portion of the bike rack for your locking point. And also, look at that thick steel tubing. I've seen some bike racks that, for some reason, they're bolted together at the ends. And I've had to intentionally avoid locking my bike to that part because it looked like somebody with a simple wrench could unbolt the end of the bike rack. It wasn't a well-designed bike rack, but... Those are the low-bid bike racks. <laughs> that would be probably a good description. Yeah. So we're up to probably one of the most challenging security risks, college campuses, uh, overnights in dorms. If, if you've been on a college campus, you've seen the hundreds of front wheels or front wheel-less bicycle frames uh, strewn about at the end of the semester. This is the most dangerous place to, to leave your bike. That in a metropolitan area, there's just so many opportunities for people to grab them. So if you can, bring in your bike, if at all possible. Take your battery with you without question. Two locks here are a must. You definitely need two different types of locks. One needs to be super beefy. The other still needs to be a decent lock. I mean, we're really getting up into the, if you're going to leave it out, you need the security. Uh, Dwayne and I both teach on a college campus, different college campuses, but we both teach in the evenings. And one thing I do at the beginning of every semester, whenever I find out where my classroom is, is I go and I scout the, the campus. I'll ride around and I'll look for where the good bike rack is and not just the rack, but also the location. Is it visible? Is it in a well-trafficked area? Things like that. Usually, and unfortunately, that bike rack isn't the closest to my classroom, but I'll park there and make sure that I'm in a good spot. It's definitely worth checking with the security officers or the campus police on campus where you are to see what suggestions they have because everybody knows that bike security is an issue on campus. So some campuses actually have areas that are designed to be more secure for storage of your bike and you can lock your bike up there and either sometimes there's a valet service to take you where you need to go or you get on the campus bus or whatever but there are sometimes specific places that are designed for better security and those are a great option that's right and then there's one thing of that i want to mention of what not to do is although we keep talking about well-trafficked areas there's a balance here just like in everywhere else if you park your bike in the midst of three or four bike racks with dozens, if not hundreds of bikes, you've made it so that your bike blends in with the crowd. Nobody thinks twice about somebody leaning over a bike, fiddling with a lock, trying to unlock it. And if you put your bike in the middle of a whole bunch of bikes, nobody's going to think twice if somebody is there leaning over the, your bike, trying to fiddle with it. They may not notice that there's a small cable cutter or a small battery-powered hacksaw in their hand, and they are... They are working at your bike to get it off. So so find that balance between the giant pack, pack of bikes that's really well-traveled and the place that's out of the view completely where somebody has plenty of time to work on your bike that way. 
And sort of the last level of security we wanted to talk about is what about when you're traveling with your bike or maybe even vacationing with your bike? Uh, anytime that your bike is on a rack on your car, which we talked about you know, how you carry your bike in episode three, anytime your bike is on a rack in your car and you're not in the car driving the car, and maybe even then, uh, the bike should be locked to the rack in some way. And also importantly, the rack should be locked to the car because a lot of racks are, are attached to your car only by sometimes by something that can be removed by hand, sometimes by something that can be removed with just a simple wrench. I'd hate to lose my bikes and my rack at the same time. That would be really disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) It becomes even more problematic if you're making a long stop. You know, you're stopping for lunch on the road somewhere. That's one thing. All the same rules apply. Make sure the bike's locked to the rack. Make sure the car is in a spot where it's not completely hidden. Maybe even somewhere near a window so that you can see it from the table or you eat outside uh, on a patio. Uh, so that you can watch a bike, that's that's perfect. And all these problems get multiplied when you get to a hotel or something like that where you're spending the night. So if you're at a hotel, if you can, bring it in with you. You can ask, and I'm sure most many hotels would let you do it. Or, you know, one other option is don't ask and just do it and pretend like it's fine. I, I feel like most hotel staff is likely not going to stop you as long as you're not creating any sort of problems. So even if it's not officially permitted. I think that's that's been my experience. If you, you know, anytime you go somewhere and act like you belong there <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just roll by, uh, people don't usually question it. But, you know, also most hotels uh, have access points that are not at the front desk. Um, you might just have to plan ahead to try and get a room on the ground floor so that you don't have to either haul your bike up a set of stairs, which is not easy, or get it into an elevator, which can be a hassle. Uh, sometimes the elevators are small. Sometimes there's other people. Uh, but if you have a ground floor room, uh, sneaking your bike into the hotel room is uh, not a problem, and it's it's a way better option than leaving your bike on your car in some you know hotel parking lot overnight. You know, I've used similar tactics when I evacuated for a hurricane a few years to smuggle two cats and a dog into a hotel that did not allow them in Missouri. So it can be done. And if nobody found my cats, nobody might find your bike and complain about it. It's something. Right. Especially with the level of, of staffing at hotels these days, you can probably <laughs> get away with anything. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But if you can't bring it in, uh, and try to keep it in your car. I don't know if that's an option, if you have space in your car, even though it was on a bike rack, if you can squeeze it in your car and take your luggage in, you can try that. Or if you're in a trailer, obviously a locked trailer is better than leaving it out. But let's assume that you have to leave it on the bike rack on the outside of your car. There's a couple things you can do to make this at least a little less risky. Of course, Dwayne already said, make sure the bike is locked to the rack and that the rack is locked to the car. Try to throw an extra lock through the frame and around the tire. That's something that would need to be defeated before your bike could be used, even if somebody stole it. That will make your bike a little less desirable to the uh, thief passing by. Of course, remove your battery, any accessories, same things we talked about before. Other things, park right in front of the hotel in a well-trafficked area and make sure that the way you've parked makes your bike rack visible to the front. Make sure you don't back into a space where the bike rack's in the back and it's, it's hidden away from view of everybody. If you could find cameras and they're pointed at it, see if you can park in front of those. The one thing that might be counterintuitive is I wouldn't bother parking outside your own window on a first floor 
even on a first floor hotel because how's that going to help unless you don't sleep and just watch your bike the whole time? <laughs> so I would right. rather put it in front of people who are who are there the whole time than you know my my window where I'm sleeping soundly and somebody's grabbed my bikes while I haven't been paying attention. That that definitely would not wake me up in a hotel room. <laughs> me either. Well, so Jared, I think that generally covers what we consider things you need to think about to secure your bike and you can see it's a lot of the same things over and over again it's just different levels of risk require more and more levels of security and more things that you have to take into account but the basic principles are kind of all the same and you can check out our show notes we've got some videos that further describe some of these strategies and actually show you some bike thieves in action so you can see just how quickly these things can happen it's a little shocking how quickly somebody can nab uh, something in broad daylight. So definitely check those out. Also, stay tuned for our next episode, part two of this bike series, bike security series, where we'll investigate the different kinds of locks out there and discuss what scenarios they're each appropriate for. Meanwhile, if you have a particular type of lock that you like to use, or maybe you have a story of when that bike lock didn't work for you and maybe a, a tale of caution, you know, let us know in the comments here on Facebook or at ebikeradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and maybe share some of it in our show notes for the next episode. And please consider following or subscribing to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss any episodes when they come out. And all of our contact information is always in the show notes, which are available on your podcast player and also on our website, ebikeradio.com. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned to Electric Bike Radio.